Hi, I'm Kumo. And I'm Natasha. Welcome to Izulami, the podcast, a platform that is passionate about Africa and telling African stories. Join us as we unpack all things African, ranging from business, culture, love, politics, and more. Our goal is to create inclusive and valuable archives of information for curious Africans. Hi, Tash. Hey, Kumar. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. But it is what it is. It is. I mean, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, but I've also figured that life also doesn't care how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, I so, mean, yeah. it's nice when you care how you feel. <laughs> so I care how I feel at the moment. So yeah. That's okay. No, I, I, think, I think that's also important. But life is still going on also at the same time yeah yeah no um, one's gonna stop it because you know you're having a tough time yeah yeah so yeah so i mean this is one of those episodes that we had planned but it it's come a little bit earlier um because we were supposed to record and then we had a technical error the first time yeah and we were supposed to record again and then network was not on our side because yes. we're not in the same place today. Yeah. Technical issues, technical issues. But it also it's just teething problems. Um, so many new things happening and adjustments. It's just, <laughs> it's been a disaster adjusting yeah. to everything. But not in a bad way because all of it is a learning experience and at least we're able to see um, how to better ourselves the next time. So that's the, I suppose, the good thing about it. What do you think? No, I completely agree. I think it's like a challenge, you know. I think it's all about how we frame it to say it's it's been exciting challenges to see how we actually get over it. Yeah. I think a biggest plea is for people to be patient with us, (laughs) genuinely. Or us to be patient with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because I think it's it's the whole new platform, new vibes, um, and it's a whole different way of showing up mm, yeah. also, you yeah. know. So there's also that. So um, it was February this month, which is usually known as the month of love. So i wanted to find Mm -hmm. out what are your thoughts on valentine's day what do you think about it how do you feel about it do you celebrate valentine's day did you get a valentine's day gift if if i say i feel nothing for the holiday or whatever the day is does that make me come off better because then i need to be careful because i (laughs) because that's the last thing i want right i don't want people to think i'm a better old little girl and that's not the case no but like the the possibilities are very high oh oh yeah (laughs) okay so i absolutely love valentine's day i think it's the best day (laughs) ever 
Um, no, but like all jokes aside, I I don't know. I, I've never gotten the hype around Valentine's Day. Not as an adult and never also as like a child in like high school mm. where people were getting gifts. You know, I don't know about the drama that went down in like your particular high school, but we mm-hmm. had boys come during like certain periods and ask the teacher to hand over like flowers and gifts mm. to Liesl, you know, and all that stuff. Yes. And I mean, I don't want to make it a race thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's hilarious. Do right? not, <laughs> I do not recall uh, and Tabby saying ever getting a knock <laughs> or, <laughs> Or flowers um, in math class. I just want to put it out there. So I guess it was. It's never been a thing from a very like young age, and I think also as an adult, I get the point of the day. I get why we celebrate it and we try and put focus on it, because you know maybe sometimes life is happening or we're in a long distance relationship and we only get that day to really go all out and show each other just how much we appreciate each other. I get that. But I really, it's neither here nor there for me. I think it's propaganda. Yeah. Yourself? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really, really not sure. It's very confusing. I think I'm dealing with societal kind of ideas that I've grown up with and also just me having my own experience with Valentine's Day, which is none, right? Um. Oh, very few. Let me not lie. Before some one of my ex boyfriend listens to this, and then goes yeah. on a rampage, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, definitely in high school there was a lot of that, but I found it so embarrassing, so embarrassing. And there was this one guy who did it to me in grade eight, and he bought this mug and an artificial rose and i was just like oh that lady that i live with is going to kill me because now i'm the gonna come back rose. home with this thing hey i mean and that's just to show that his love was there eternally for you it was, was never gonna die i was told to give it back when i got home i was told to give it back <gasps> savage your mom's so a savage I, so i hid it in my treasure box <gasps> Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> oh, you're probably going to have to go back and marry him. You know that, right? Ew. No ways. I oh. apologize for saying those words. No ways. <laughs> no ways. But the, that's the thing, though. It's just that idea that it creates that to show someone that you love them, you need to you know, show them materially by buying them a gift, by buying them presents, and which is absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? But it kind of shapes your ideas about about love as you grow up, which is opposed yeah. for me, this question where my complexity comes in is, yes, Valentine's Day may be, may be a foreign concept, maybe it's not the, the ideal way to show love because it is a very capitalist system and it thrives off just the spending of money to prove your love for someone. But then what is a non-Western way of showing someone romance or love and affection? So what 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 was our mm. way of doing those things? 
um, if it's not Valentine's Day? Um, putting food on the table. Which is not romance. Is it not really? <laughs> like, who doesn't like food? I mean, definitely, I, but I, I mean, is it romance? But what is romance? That's a good question. Ooh, that's a good question. I think maybe romance is when someone entices something that is or triggers something that is towards your love language. Um, that's that's a solid answer. That that ignites you loving them even more, I suppose. So that is true because maybe food on the table is your love language, right? Because food yeah. on the table is what acts of service. Um, I, 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 I don't know all the love languages, but I, it's probably somewhere there. Possibly. So maybe someone coming mm. back home to make a special meal I, for you. That is hundred percent. That would be a love. That would be romance. Possibly. Yeah, and someone that went hunting and you know brought back like a delicious little delicacy. That's definitely. I, mean, I would imagine like back in the day, you know, and skin an animal and make like a blanket for you. That's that's definitely a love language for me. Yeah, so that would be so cute. But I, de- I think I would have been a very, very difficult person if I was living in those ages because I'd want him to come back and like talk to me, watch, look at me in the eyes and, and give me the whole process of how he felt when he was hunting and you know what did the grass look like and was it cold and he's probably too tired to talk about any of that (laughs) but you want the details behind the work oh my words of affirmation person like words let's down let's talk so did you see the lion when you were running after his meal were you guys competing what happened would have been a disaster because <laughs> oh men don't talk even now. No. So then I just would have been in a mess. Would have been problematic because the language had not fully developed as well. It hasn't so. developed now. <laughs> so it would have been problematic. <laughs> Very. But, 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 anyway, but I do think though, but I do think it's quite interesting, um, you know, just to talk about the whole concept of love and the special focus on Valentine's Day. And I guess, you know, just saying what it means to us as individuals and holistically, if if it's actually African, you know, because the point of our conversations is just to say, is something truly African and can it ever be or not be? Or is mm. it just adopted values? from mm. western society I but at the end of the day i do think that love must be celebrated mm, yes yes so, i mean in whatever way in which people want to celebrate it i think that's just the thing about valentine's day i think is that you don't have to particularly you know conform to what everyone else is doing right but it is a wonderful day of remembrance even if you and your person just want to sit on a couch on that day and look at each other and say i love you and that is a thing for you guys 
that yeah. should be enough, right? And it, and it's also just not limited to heterosexual relationships, um, which mm. is the perception on social media and generally what Valentine's Day is always just done. So, I mean, it's open to anyone and friendships and people coming together to show that they love each other and their friendship, completely normal. Mm. Um, I think it's just beautiful that it's a chance to just celebrate that you love people, um, which has seemed to be just a, you know, people are like weird about love and such a wonderful thing. But I think what's also important is that self-love, because I think a lot of times we just forget it and we become so focused on the fact that, Oh no, I'm so single this year again and have no one to spend <laughs> Valentine's Day with or whatever, you know. I think people should learn. I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy task, but I do think, you know, we should speak more about self-love and the appreciation yeah. of oneself. I think there is a lot of talk about self-love, right? Um, I think especially right now in uh, in this era that we, we're living in, people, you know, a lot of social media, there's a lot of things about self-love and um, self-care Sundays and practicing mm. practices of self-love, right? But no one wants to talk about the realities of that journey of self-love because self-love is not a complete thing. You are never mm. going to love yourself one day wake up and be like, oh, I think I think I got it now. We're okay forever. We don't have to do yeah. anything anymore. It's a continuous journey. Yeah. And the journey goes with you feeling lonely, you, you know, questioning your desires, you questioning um, your, your place in life. You're always wondering why you always have to be the one that loves yourself. <laughs> it's just, you know, and then, and then there's really good moments. Uh, and if we're able to reflect on the honesty of that, then you're not afraid of really saying openly, this was a really bad self-love day, but tomorrow will be better. Because it really is okay to feel sad on Valentine's Day because you're not getting flowers. It's a normal feeling. But tomorrow you wake up and you get over it because cheapers go get yourself flowers. And Honestly, I... I- I get what you're saying and I 100% agree. I just think that as society, we are just deep within this propaganda of capitalistic norms that it is, it's beyond help. But one day at a time, um, we will get there. Definitely. I, Unless yeah. we get rid of capitalism, I don't think we're ever going to get there. So, you know, there's a relationship. I, there. I get. I mean, we can definitely talk about um, capitalism and socialism in a different episode. <laughs> and I don't want to necessarily state where I stand right now. I think we'll leave that mystery for the episode. But I don't fully agree that we need to get rid of capitalism. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying we should. Uh-huh. But I'm saying to get rid of Valentine's Day, that might be the solution. No ways, girl. I want my chocolates and my flowers. And I also want to give them out. So, uh, no. <laughs> okay. So, yes. 
<laughs> let's keep the day. Let's keep the but let's just. We're keeping I just think we should just normalize um, being alone on the day. Yeah. And normalize other acts to show love. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a billion of us that are alone on that day. We just, you don't, you just don't post it, right? Because no one wants to hear from you. No one wants to see your pillow pictures. Your misery. But like, no one wants to see, yeah. Like, like, yeah, you're happy, but let's see the other people. Fine. And then, and I just feel like people are just like waiting for those social media posts, right? Yeah. Um, to say okay, and and I feel like that's the day that people, you know, finally get to see whether or not you're in a relationship, and you just don't give them the satisfaction. You're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you just miss them. Tough time. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, and also, I think there's also been the rage and talk about this new platform called Clubhouse mm-hmm. that is exclusive to iPhone users. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about privilege another day also. And generally, it is by invitation only because it's still in beta phase. So they're still testing the platform holistically. And you actually invited me to Clubhouse. I was completely clueless. I had no idea what was happening. You know, I just I just didn't know about it. But tell us more about Clubhouse because I really want us to talk about Clubhouse and just like opportunities and what that actually entails. So I think, I mean, I know I invited you, but I think you'd probably write a thesis now because, I mean, you're sitting in town halls. <laughs> So I think I think you should be talking, but I mean, um, I can't even remember what I how I got onto Clubhouse. And please, if you're the one whose WhatsApp status I saw or something, forgive me. I don't remember, but it's basically also just a social media, um, social networking app for audio chat only. So you're basically able to have a conversation with any with a group of people about anything any, from anywhere across the world, right? And that's just, just an interesting thing about it because this is a live chat. It's not pre-recorded. You don't have to wait. It's happening right now and people are having various amount of conversations. Um, I remember mm. the, the, the time when they released the IPO for Bumble. I was actually in, in a room where there, I think it was the CFO of Bumble, and they were talking about their journey um, with Bumble and how it started and just, you know, the process in which they were investing into the company and it was wonderful, right? And in my head, I thought, I would have, ne- where was I going to sit in and on this conversation? Where? Unless yeah. I had, you know, magically Googled it and then there was a recording of them doing this on YouTube and then I'm watching something else. But in that moment, I could raise my hand, I could ask a question, they could answer me. You make connections with people, you follow each other and, you know, add each other into rooms and it is mind-blowing. I think it's the most brilliant thing that has happened um, this year. So, I mean, I absolutely love Clubhouse and I think I am actually addicted 
to it. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, there's just this unending wealth of knowledge. Like, knowledge that people are just sharing consistently. And I think what I love about it is you literally can be in the same room with, you know, like your role models and people yes. that you admire. And, you know, you get to hear them live and how they're thinking on the spot and, you know, as they're answering yes. questions and they're just delivering these insights, I think it's like so amazing. And I also see like the opportunity for us to connect. I think, you know, bringing it back home, I think as Africans, and I think like my algorithm right now on Clubhouse is set to African content, right? And African mm. clubs, because mm. there is just... There's just so much conversation happening from culture, business, and, you know, even like the most ludicrous conversations, but by Africans, where we are shaping conversation and sharing ideas around, you know, the type of future that we want. And, you know, in some instances, it's talking about creating, um, you know, conversations around being revolutionaries and you know i mean it does get extreme when people are talking about like revolutionaries don't live to grow old (laughs) because they have to die for the cause (laughs) and i'm just like listen listen. (laughs) i get what you're saying (laughs) but but I am not can, can I can I exit this conversation right now? Yeah, no, but like I get the point, right? But I do think what is missing from my entire clubhouse experience at this point in time is I don't think there are a lot of Southern African focused conversations mm. by people that are on the ground. Mm. And I've been saying to like some of my friends also, and I think I also said it to you that I appreciate the conversations that Africans are having about Africa, but I think a lot of them are conversations that are being held by Africans in the diaspora. Definitely. Amazing that they want to have some kind of interest and say in terms of the change that needs to happen on happen on the continent but i just still think that they're a little bit too far removed from the situation yeah because they then come out with these outlandish statements to say people need to die so that the african leaders that we have in power can you know um be removed and all that stuff i'm like how's about you get on a plane from canada And you come <laughs> and you start a civil war, you know? So it's so easy for people to, to, to say these things. And I, I guess that their hearts are in the right place, but I think they're just too far removed. Yeah. And we need to honestly be having the conversations, yes, with them as partners about what's happening, but I just don't see enough of those groups. Yeah. Also, it's quite easy to... Um, make those statements when you are living in a country or an environment that doesn't require you to worry about any of those things, right? So after that Mm. conversation, you hang up and you are living in a space with great medical care where you don't have to 
you're not directly faced with poverty. You're not directly faced with all of these socioeconomic issues unless you're reading about them in the news or calling your family back home, right? There's a very Mm. different situation when you're living in that situation because then people are literally able to say, I am solving this problem because it directly impacts me or directly impacts people that I actually live life with currently in this point. Because then you are more inclined to affect change. But it's true that I also have been struggling. A lot of the groups that I'm seeing that are from Southern African region are probably on entertainment, entertainment um, or Mm -hmm. um, travel, but nothing that is to say, I mean, the conversation that we were having, we we were in, in on, was it Friday? when we were in that yeah. um, Rwandan group. And, you know, it escalated to something even more beautiful than it is about because they were literally said, listen, we need to connect. We need to find ways in which we're able to leverage off for each other and support each other in every way because this is this is about podcasting, this conversation about, but it could be more than that because people have businesses and people have work and you connect and mm. you make those connections work. And I felt like we are not finding any of those groups here. But we do have a culture of elitism in this region of Africa and we do have a culture of um, it club. So maybe they are there, but there's a boys club for it or there is an elitist group for it, which is really fundamentally just removes the purpose of it. That's my perception. No, 100% agree. Um, And I think it's just, it's so sad. I think that's the best way to put it, that there's nothing wrong with us talking about culture and the arts within the region. Yeah, not at all. But... I have not necessarily been in those groups. And I think like you say that, you know, they're probably, it's like a closed circuit type of club and people are having those conversations. Um, but I think generally, I think to find conversations, whether it's on a podcast platform or if it's on YouTube, I just think that our focus in terms of advancing the region or the or the continent is not always as heightened in terms of like the type of conversations in comparison to people like in West Africa, et cetera, yeah. you know, yeah. they, I, I just personally, personal opinion, I just feel like the hustle culture within the other regions is so intense that you have no choice but to feel motivated, and, you know, to say, oh my goodness, we need to have this hustle culture mm-hmm. in our own space, but where do I find it? And I know people will say, yeah, but why don't you just start the, the group on your own, you know, and find people if that's what you want to talk about. It's great to talk about stuff. <laughs> it's hard to implement um, because Clubhouse also... I think for it to really work for you and for you to see the actual benefits, you have to invest in it. It's like a full-time job, mm. you know, yeah. because yeah. you have to be within that entire network for you to start seeing the benefits. And, you know, just 
trying to like manage time zones, a job, this and this. And I'm not making excuses, but I think it is demanding. Just trying to schedule times for you to listen in on a conversation is already demanding because these conversations are happening at 4 a.m. I'm trying to be in bed at 4 Mm a.m. sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have to wake up early. But I think at the end of the day, it is our responsibility, I think, you know, especially myself. I need to be creating those clubs and be at the forefront of the revolution, I guess, so to speak, be the change that we want to see. If we want to have more conversations about the region, then it is up to like you and I, you know, to create those rooms. And even if it's just the two of us talking to begin with, you know, people will join at the end of the day. Just make sure that we're having valuable conversations that people would actually be keen in. Mm, That's true. That's true. So there was a question about, do you think it will disrupt podcasting? I think, I don't think it would necessarily disrupt it in its entirety, depending on how they actually evolve over over time. You know, Mm -hmm. if they are, if they do become available to any, any other like model outside of the iPhone, I think, you know, there is a symbiotic relationship that could happen there. But I don't think it would truly, truly disrupt um, podcasting as a whole. Because I think the beauty of podcasting is that you can have content that you can always go back to in terms of archives. Yes. Where this is always real time. And I think it has its place. Um, And it also depends, like, from which region we're talking about this disruption from, right? Um, I think already now, if you look at it, majority of Africa, we're looking at about none, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's definitely a lot of non-Apple users. Like, you know, if they don't expand outside, we also have connectivity issues and access to like smartphones that have like, the memory, you know, for you to be able to do that? And do you just have enough connectivity to be on a platform for a duration of longer than an hour, you know? So I think there are many other challenges in terms of it being a complete disruption. I do think that they can live within the same ecosystem and we can bounce off you know, one can help the other one grow, et cetera, and create awareness. The same way we have YouTube, Instagram, all living within a social network um, type of community. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is just the the, the difference is that, you know, the, um, the podcasting is actually you can be able to save it and download it and listen to it at your own leisure. With, um, with this app... The problem is that you have to be actively participant in that moment. And it actually does require you to be focused because if you're in a conversation that is interesting and that is beneficial for you, then you can't miss out on anything because the what I think the most rewarding part about it 
<clears throat> is that you get to participate in the conversation and you participate and when you participate in conversations you get noticed um people get to hear your opinions and your stance or your question and then they only then want to connect with you right so that is just a difference that you just can't park it on the side and almost listen with your third ear and hope that you're going to gather um more value than actually being focused into the conversation yeah but I, but I, but I guess it's interesting to see how the platform will eventually grow over time um and some of the things that the owners the founders rather were speaking about in yesterday's town hall were you know things like how do you actually monetize on the platform which i think is great because you know i do love the the idea that social media in general is actually disrupting the way we think about earning a living. Yes, that's And true. so yesterday they were talking about, you know, creating a potential capability for the people in a room to be able to pay the moderator and the moderator to potentially be able to tip the core moderators or guests, you know, that they would have on stage, etc. I I honestly think that is such a disruptive way of thinking about it. And there were so many other features that they were talking about it, but I mean, I couldn't stay for the whole, for the whole session, but it would be interesting to see where clubhouse is over, yeah. you know, takes us over the next couple of period um, and how we can actually leverage it. What I also found interesting was a question that was raised and they said, um, how can they use clubhouse for educational purposes like schools and the guy said well sure. you know if tricky, you actually tricky. have like ideas and you want to start like um like maybe let's say like an assembly like a school assembly right mm -hmm. you can actually now potentially host it on clubhouse you know where the principal is addressing all 1000 pupils off the school. I thought that was brilliant, but obviously yeah. it goes back to like the access thing, the privilege. Yeah, I was know, about to say it's a brilliant idea, but it's very, um, it's very exclusive. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that would definitely be something to, as a barrier and something to yeah. consider for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, but I do think just, I think that's the thing about these apps is that a lot of them are created with, um, they are wonderful concepts, right? But I think with us in mind, really, um, in terms of using them for the betterment of society, it becomes quite a bit of a challenge because then we have many problems. The platform, getting to the platform, before the person is able to access the platform, you need to give them the resources and the tools to be able to get there and use that platform, right, before even gaining access to Clubhouse. So um, I think, it, 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 yeah, that would be very interesting to find out in ways people would be able to use that for, so, for, social, for social issues. Um, but definitely for other things, I think it, it, it's definitely to me. Or even if it's just to kickstart the conversation so that people on the ground can actually take those conversations and physically implement them, then 
that works out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, there's a train that is passing. So I don't know if you can actually hear it because it's so loud in my ear. I can't. Um, oh, that's great. And I think, you know, that's why people always say that we have to solve African problems, right? So Africans have to solve their own African problems. Yeah. Because our challenges are plenty Um, and we understand the gaps and the nuances within like our environment so understanding that this is a powerful tool that is on the rise but it is not applicable within our context definitely definitely so how do we actually fill in the gaps sure and it's a very tough question Sure. And also, if you're going to be having live conversations, and it, it, it is a social media platform, I think something that I'm just thinking about, how do you regulate that platform? So there was one that I was involved in. Um, wait, by regulate, what do you mean? In, in- like how? Yeah, like regulate uh, as in the, the data regulate you know Mm. the actual use of it so that there isn't abuse you Mm. know and all of that stuff how do you actually i think that's that's a major problem actually there was one where i was um i was in the room and they were actually um i don't know what they're not spam but you know people who would put up their hands to participate in a conversation and then they'd just be starting a very very random question I mean, random conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So then, obviously, they'd be blocked out of the conversation. But then, how, what what is the verification type of system, right? Because then I understand mm-hmm. you, someone gets nominated, but how do you then? How do you validate the people that are getting nominated, are genuine, and protect the people in the room, right? Um, so that is quite an interesting thing, and I, I wonder if how they're going to be able to to do that because people are opportunists and they will be, um, it will, it will be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly. And, and how also so, even quality control, because we all, we can all write in our bio, right? But I have no, I have no certainty that you are who you say you are. And then you will have, be part of this conversation and say all of these things um, but then how do how do we manage quality control to say what you're saying is actually true and valid and makes sense type of thing? Yeah, and I mean, w- without being negative. <laughs> yeah. Without being negative, you know, I think, you know, there's just so much still to be considered, um, ensuring that we're not starting our little, you know, um, groups on the side where we are radicalizing people into certain beliefs, you know, also that, oh my goodness. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think Clubhouse is definitely exciting and it's interesting and I'm definitely learning a lot and connecting, you know, it's nice to connect with people that are definitely more intelligent Yeah, (laughs) and people that are working on amazing things out there. Yeah. And I think it just gives you that extra motivation to be amazing. I mean, 
Oh my goodness, I just checked now. My favorite thing to talk about is all about love by Bell Hooks. And there's a session about it at 10 o'clock. Am I going to sleep? No. Oh my God. Anyway, the platform Probably is Probably not. <laughs> the platform That's the thing. is amazing. And it just goes on 24 hours. Yeah. It just never stops. Yeah. So if you are the kind of person that is interested in variety of things and you love connecting with people and love having conversations or even just listening in right you don't you don't have to always be talking but if you're listening in and learning you know about things that you probably have to sit down and read about for a good 30 minutes then i think you should you know at least join clubhouse if you have access because there is still an access problem at the moment and we are basically um speaking to the privileged (laughs) in that sense because it doesn't mean (laughs) you are largely wealthy or whatever if you have an iphone but um just in terms of the device that you use but it's still knowledge that we can take and like impart across. So, so fine. Yeah. So I really like that some some people, some groups actually will have like there's a UK work abroad group where they um, they started this room and recruiters from the UK actually come in there to say, listen, this is the job that I look, I'm looking for. These are the specs. These are the people that I want. And people can ask, you know, questions about it so they even started opened a, a twitter page to post the, the 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 jobs that they were presenting so that people can go back there and look at it and look at the information mm-hmm. and go back and apply which i thought was really great because then it's really not, in- not that you're advocating for brain drain in africa right uh no, I would not do such a thing. I'm just, I'm just asking for clarity. <laughs> I, oh my god! <laughs> no, just checking. I mean, so last question, mm-hmm. right? Are you or are you not going to be? getting a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as it's like readily, readily available. So, I mean, after the doctors and all the other important people are, are, are done, they must sign me up. Like, yeah, I, I you're not will... worried about side effects. You've been educated enough. You feel. Oh no, no, I have definitely not been educated enough, but I am hoping by that time I will be educated enough. But, I mean, I've also gotten other vaccines that I did not know half of the things that were in them. You know, if I've gotten the flu vaccine. I mean, have a last a three-year contraceptive, and then they tell you the homos that are there. But I haven't really read the terms and conditions of what is actually happening inside of my body every single month. Um, so, but I am kind of trusting, I have a lot of trust in the fact that it takes years before, um, vaccines are, um, you know, are sent out into society. And I, I am of the belief that COVID didn't happen now. And then they started researching and trying to find a vaccine now. These are 
you know, virologists who have been working and who study viruses be even before they come and they knew probably the resurgence of something like this happening. Um, but I would really, for myself, like to read more about it to find out what is there. But potentially, to be honest with you, if there are side effects or not, I'm willing to take the risk and take the vaccine. Because I do not think it is humanly normal for us to live the way that we are living. And I am tired. Tired. <laughs> tired. Well, I guess now we just need to have an episode focused on vaccines. I will keep my comments and no, views no, 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 for no, no, that no, no. particular episode. No, no. Answer the question and then you can keep further comments to yourself. The long and short of it is I will definitely get a vaccine. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the conversation, Kumo. I mean, it's always exciting. I am going to ensure that I enjoy Durban. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. yeah, I do enjoy. Is it warm? Even though it's raining. No, it's raining. It is absolutely like the worst weather right now. I can't now. say I am sad for you. We must all suffer. You know, it's it's better the, the devil you know. Basically, yeah. At least I'm honest 100%. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. Please enjoy and Durban. Have the best time. <laughs> awesome. No, I will. Thank you so much. And until the next episode. Bye. Bye.